0: Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Hi, this is Rich Myers with NCAT. In this episode, join me for a conversation about whole farm revenue protection insurance with Jeff Shizinski, an agricultural and natural resource economist with NCATS-ATRA, the National Sustainable Agriculture Information Service. Jeff has more than 30 years of experience working on issues related to sustainable and organic agriculture with a recent interest in risk management and federal policy. We'll be talking about how whole farm revenue protection works, along with some examples, what the challenges are to whole farm revenue protection, and some insight into ways it could work better for farmers. We recorded this conversation at NCAT's headquarters in Butte, Montana, where Jeff and I both work. Let's listen. All right, first a little, first a little background on whole farm revenue protection insurance. Um, in 2015, the USDA Risk Management Agency released a fundamentally new way to provide whole farm revenue protection nationwide. The whole farm revenue protection policy insures all crops and livestock products with a few limitations against losses that impact the yield and prices of the, par- of the products they sell. Four years later, this policy is insuring over $2.6 billion of agricultural products, uh, but still the policy is only protecting a little over 2,500 farms. With great potential, the limits of this kind of insurance to support a more sustainable agriculture are only just being understood now. So with me today, we have Jeff Shizinski, Agricultural and Natural Resource Economist at Incat, to explore the topic. Hey, Jeff, thanks for, thanks for being with us today. Um, let's start with you first. How did you get involved with crop insurance? And what's the connection of crop insurance to agricultural sustainability?
1: Uh, thanks, Rich. My interest really began almost 12 years ago. And it was actually a, pro, a, pro, uh, a policy called AGR Lite, or Gross Revenue Light, And it actually was very similar to Whole Farm Revenue Protection today, but it was only in a few counties in a few states in the United States. So it wasn't widely known and wasn't widely used. And we uh, started a project to actually make it easier for folks to to apply for it through a, a wizard we created, which was online uh, on a website and also in the old days on a CD, actually, that we sent to farmers. Um, but really my interest for sustainability was... Uh, That there wasn't a really good crop insurance for organic and specialty crops, and that the bulk of public subsidies for crop insurance supports the revenue of only a few crops, like corn, wheat, and soybeans. Uh, This tends to make it difficult and expensive for these farmers to add cropping or livestock diversity to their farms. And in a sense, crop insurance is so good for these corn, soybean, and wheat farmers that it almost makes it riskless to grow these commodity crops. Mm. Also, when you add um, indirect crop support programs like the agricultural risk coverage and price loss coverage, which were created in the 2014 Farm Bill, they function very much like crop insurance except that they have a hundred percent public subsidy. The direct payments are right directly from uh, taxpayers. These subsidies again mostly go to major commodity crops like corn, soybeans, and wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, these program this program then reinforces these kinds of cropping systems. Thus the middle to smaller diverse cropping system farmer is not receiving the same level of benefits incentives to maintain a diverse cropping system.
0: Okay, so then why was the whole farm revenue protection needed? Um, How can it help farmers?
1: Well, AGR Lite, as I said, wasn't national, uh, wasn't a nationwide availability. And so um, NCAT, National Center for Appropriate Technology, working with the the National Sustainable Ag Coalition during the development of the 2014 Farm Bill, um, actually pitched the idea of, of improving this insurance and it was actually a result of our project that we got that we learned some things about how to make it better for folks that we actually created what is now called whole farm revenue protection, which is again nationwide. And again, it was to to serve middle or to smaller size farms that are more diverse, who want to um, um, insure their crop in a very different way and the key point with this crop insurance is it's it's different than every other kind of crop insurance in that it actually is insuring the whole farm's revenue and for the year that they're being insured based usually on their five-year historic average or what they intend to produce in the year that they're insured so unlike most crop you know this is the word itself crop insurance people think Crop, you know, they think I'm going to insure my corn. I'm going right. to insure my lettuce. I'm going to insure my apples. Well, this says, grow whatever you want. We'll insure your revenue based on your history, rather than on any specific crop that you grow. So this is very different, and it's to this day I think it's confusing to a lot of people. Um, people don't really understand it because they they just keep thinking of crop insurance as a specific crop and not the whole farm's revenue protection.
0: Okay, so then let's get down into the weeds a little bit, so to speak, and how exactly does whole farm revenue protection work?
1: Well, the first thing you do is you determine your gross revenue for the, last, for the previous five years. It actually is the, you have to skip a year because the year you apply, you don't generally have your, your tax forms done, and the information for getting the information about your historic revenue is uh, taken from uh, Schedule F, uh, which is a very standard way, which many farmers, not all, many farmers uh, actually uh, document the revenue they've accreted. And then you get a simple average. So let's just say you have a $100,000 average gross revenue over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Then you just determine your expected revenue in the year that you're going to be insured. So you have to list your crops the prices you expect to get, the yield you expect to give, and then the re- revenue you create, and you add those up, and then you get an actual expected year revenue. And crop ins- the crop insurance whole farm revenue protection uh, protects the lower of those two those two numbers. Usually, your historic average is lower than your expected whole your expected revenue for the current year but it could be that you might be declining and you might actually use that but it's the lower of the two generally being your historic revenue as the basis of your insurance and on that basis they determine your your premium and uh the level of and then you get to choose the level of coverage and the level of coverage can uh, range from um, 50 percent of that approved revenue up to 85 percent of that approved revenue So let's just say that um, so you have you have your historic revenue, which was one hundred thousand and you um, and you have your expected revenue of one hundred and twenty thousand. So the lower of those two, the historical one is becomes the basis of your insurability. And the premium is based on that so we in this case we have a hundred thousand let's say you select the 85 percent coverage you can choose anywhere from 50 to 85 obviously when you choose a level a higher level of coverage the premium is going to be more expensive than you if you take a lower coverage level but let's just say in this case that you did 85 percent. that means you're guaranteed to have no more lower than eighty-five thousand dollars in gross revenue will actually be protected by this by this policy um, and that's what you're, co- you're called your you, uh, your insurable loss. This is in some ways c- c- called also the trigger point. So in other words, until your farm actually, d- in the year of insurance, drops doesn't drop below eighty five thousand, then you don't get any insurance. So you can yeah. kind of think of it as a fifteen percent deductible. Okay. Because you have a hundred thousand dollars. That you're, you know, that you're being insured for, you you only can get eighty five percent. That's that's the maximum you can get. That's eighty five thousand dollars. So until you st- lose below eighty five thousand, you don't get anything. But after that, you just get paid dollar for dollar on. And, you know, so you're basically guaranteed an eighty five thousand dollar revenue during the year of your insurance. Um, and it covers both perils and price loss. So un- unlike a lot of crop insurance, some crop insurances will only protect you with what they're called multiple peril. They'll just protect you from drought and you know rain and hail and flooding, and it and that's called yield insurance. It protects the mm-hmm. yield due to perils. And the other one is revenue, which actually can uh, can protect you against the yield, the things that are perilous, but also the peril, peril of the market. So the market crashes for your corn or soybean, you can also get compensated for that loss because it's a revenue. And just always to remember this, whenever there's a revenue policy, it's price times yield, yeah. which gives you revenue. And so for this policy, it is your whole farm's revenues being protected, not any particular yeah. crop. If you think about that, a little bit. That also can tell you some issues. Let's say you're under this, you're doing five crops, and uh, one of them does really poorly, but a bunch of the other ones do really well. Well, your whole farm revenue doesn't really drop. So you're not compensated for an individual crop, you're compensated for what happens to your full uh, revenue. And we think really, in a way, if you think about it, this is kind of a nice approach to crop insurance, because because it, what are you as a farmer really interested in? Are you interested in protecting your income, your revenue? Or are you in protected, protected in, in a specific crop? Right. And we think that people are really more interested in having enough revenue. When they sustain a loss, whether it's from the market or from from a drought, they should be able to be able to continue farming the next year. And, and this gives them the capacity to do that. Should some kind of peril affect them?
0: Great. So so. What are the most important aspects of whole farm revenue protection?
1: The first is that you can have the ability to um, cover any, and I mean any, crop and livestock product that you grow that contributes to your gross revenue. Up to, uh, there is a limit, up to a maximum of $8.5 million of insurable value. That's unusual. I mean, we don't usually get that kind of, both crop and livestock mixed together in one policy. Two, the discount on premium costs if you have a diverse production system. Now, this is probably the most interesting part of Whole Farm. The more crops or livestock products you grow, the lower the cost of your premium. And if you think about it, that makes sense because the more things you are growing, the more you're spreading risk across those different products. And so, hence... The um, the cost of the insurance declines, so you get an incentive. In fact, the maximum incentive is actually with seven products, and that can, 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 be, can uh, give you at least a fifty nine percent discount on your basic premium rate. To, you know, if you're going seven rather than two or mm-hmm. one, so you, again, you get a discount for for the for the numbers of products of livestock and and, and Finally, it's important to note that. All single policy policies are available and, and it aren't available in every county of the United States. But uh, whole farm revenue is available nationwide. Literally, it is in every county in every state in the United States. That is the first crop insurance policy that is huh. available in every in every pl- every place in the country. So that's very unique
0: about this, this 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 insurance. Okay, then. So, what are the biggest challenges to whole farm revenue protection?
1: Well, one there's a you you have a maximum of 85 percent of that approved revenue, so no matter that's the best you can do. So you have to be you know think about that and think well, can I afford to lose 15 percent of my expected revenue in a given year and still Mm -hmm. continue on? If that's not enough coverage for your risk, then you know it's not going to it's not going to it's not going to help you. Um, But I would note that on individual crop policies you also have the same 15% deductible so if you insure corn revenue you can only get 85% coverage as well so there's a, there's a maximum with with corn revenue as well so i think that's the other one and the other one that people say and i i, and I think it's real is that there's a considerable amount of paperwork for instance you have to you have to um, list all your crops and the prices and expected you know you're expected Revenue for your current year, you have to get all your tax records together, and and if you don't use um, if you don't use a Schedule F, they can convert that to a, from a different kind of tax form. Um, there's some accounting issues in terms of accrual or cash accounting, but really the crop insurance agent can help you with those things, and they're kind of required to help you with those things. But you do have to pro- provide a lot of information. You do have to also track your crops as you're. As you're going through your year, uh, there's uh, a report at the beginning, a report in the middle, and a report at the end of how things are going across the farm. Uh, they're not that hard to do. And I think the other way of thinking this is that it does require you to keep, you know, to have both good historical and to keep good record- records during your year of insurance. And that's actually a benefit in right. a way. So actually having done that is, is probably a is a good thing. But it is paperwork is considered a challenge.
0: All right. Uh, so what So what then needs to, to change to make whole farm revenue protection uh, work better for farmers?
1: Well, the first thing is I think people have to learn and understand it. And we've done some examples in some of our current publications. We will also be doing a webinar. Uh, NCAT will be doing a webinar on February 28th. And we'll have details on that coming out in January. So look for that through uh, Atra news and other other stuff that we put out so we'll, you'll let know but it's going to be on February 28th.
0: And I should also mention that once it's done we'll also archive it. So yeah, it'll yeah. will be a- available on the Atra website as well Correct. afterwards, yeah. Um,
1: we might uh, one thing we're proposing in some of the work we're doing is uh, the need to perhaps eliminate the need to track historical expenses this uh policy has it's unusual than any other crop insurance policy in that it it requires you to not only track your revenue over time it also requires you to track your expenses again these are all pulled from your tax forms so it's not that hard of information again you know provided you filed your tax forms but um But we think it's a bit unnecessary, and it's not required for anything. And basically what they're trying to do, they're saying that if in the year of your insurance, your expenses don't meet 70% of your historic expenses uh, average, then you can be actually docked in your coverage. Um, And it's a bit what they call moral hazard. They don't want people to be kind of messing with the system by, you know, under spending on their, on their inputs and their expenses so that they, you know, they actually create a, a lower cost. And then, you know, it, it's basically to to protect that kind of activity. Um, but it's not required for any individual crops. So we think we it would help with the paperwork burden if they eliminated that. Um, and again, the really thing to think about, and I think this is very important, when people call me, I say, They say, can I use whole farm revenue? And I say, yeah, it's available everywhere, first of all, and what do you grow? And what's really important to think about, if you think about this, is what is the variability of your historic revenue? If your historic revenue is very variable, then your average is likely to be low because you have some very high years with some very low years, and that kind of pulls your average down. If you have fairly consistent revenue over time, then your average is likely to be that consistent thing. And that's probably what you're or close to what your revenue is going to be in the year of insurance. But if it's mm-hmm. volatile, and then you have a year, and it's just say you're going to get $100,000, you're expecting to, to grow $100,000 worth of crops in your insurance year, but you're His history is so variable that you're down to fifty. Remember, it takes the lower of the two, so you're only going to be insured for that fifty thousand because your variable, your income was so was so historically was so variable that that then you then you have to think that you have to actually go below fifty thousand in the year of insurance. So essentially, it makes your deductible higher. The case I was saying with the 15% deductible with the 85 is the best case scenario in, in some sense when your revenue is very close, your historic revenue is very close to, the, to your actual current year's uh, expectations of revenue. So that, that's probably the biggest thing to consider is what is your historic revenue, Ben?
0: So what are the implications uh, for whole farm revenue protection in terms of um, federal agriculture policy?
1: It, it first of all, it's, it's, it does probably lead overall in the big to a lower to, to a lower public cost. All crop insurance is subsidized by taxpayers, and when we have people uh, insuring crops that you know they have already diversified some of their crops are encouraged to diversify, then the cost of insurance and the subsidy that goes with it is generally going to be lower. So the more p- folks that have actually used whole farm. Probably the, the lower the cost to, to the, you know, to taxpayers, uh, the public cost would be lower. Um, you know, currently, like 63% of all crop insurance premiums are subsidized um, by taxpayers. So mm. because, again, because we use these multiple crops, we are probably going to likely lower the overall cost. Uh, plus, it encourages and incentivizes diversity of cropping systems, including uh, and you know, livestock in your production. so it's kind mm. of it's kind of supporting and incentivizing the kinds of sustainable farms that are diverse and and you know that that use rotations and use and use live and integrate reintegrate livestock in their systems.
0: so that's it's all very interesting and a little bit complex. Um, what current and future resources are going to be available to access and understand? Um, how whole farm revenue protection can work for farmers?
1: Well, as I said, we are going to have a a webinar on February 28th, 2019, and again, that will be archived so you can look at it. We also have a new section on the ATRA website, which is called insurance or crop insurance, I'm sorry, crop insurance, and that is a it's its own little area on the on the ATRA site now, and there's not a lot of stuff up there, but there's a couple. We have a good um, publication on organic and specialty crop insurance, which is up to date. We have some um, specific information about whole farm revenue, as well as some links, and we're going to be adding more and more uh, content to that new section of the ATRA website and, and you just go there and you can download or, um, and as, as you always can do, you can call our 1-800 number, all the ways that you can get, get in touch with Atra. And, you know, we can get back to you on helping you explore this, this new, uh, relatively new kind of insurance.
0: And we'll have links to those resources in the description below this podcast. Thanks, Jeff, for walking us through a complicated but very important subject. And thanks to all of you for listening to ATRA Voices from the Field. Depending on the platform you're listening to us on, be sure to rate us and leave a review or comment. For more information on the upcoming crop insurance webinar or crop insurance questions in general, you can contact Jeff Shizinski directly at jeffs at NCAT.org. That's J-E-F-F-S at ncat.org. Also, in the description below this podcast, we'll have a link to the new crop insurance section of ATRA's website. And ATRA's website is www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. And remember, please call ATRA with any and all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 1-800-346-9140 or you can email us at askanag at ncat.org that's a-s-k-a-n-a-g at n-c-a-t org Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics everything from farm planning to pest management from produce to livestock and soils to aquaculture Once again, you can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, and other resources at our website, www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. We'll catch you next week. And until then, keep on farming.